Hello and welcome again to another exciting episode of the Train Ride with AB. Today I'm going to be talking to two poets who have been able to make a name for themselves through their poetry and who have been able to start an, a poetry organization in Kano that has run three consecutive poetry events at the end of the year. Come with me and then we get to know who these two poets are. Enjoy. You meet someone today for the first time and you're supposed to let them know about you in a very limited time. How would you do it? Uh, uh, very limited time, very limited time. <laughs> uh, I would say Maria CD is a doctor who is passionate about poetry. So she struggles to strike a balance between the passion for medicine and passion for poetry and writing in general. I think that's it. <laughs> Well, the name is Kaab Salim Muhammad, and I studied architecture, but then... Okay, this is, I'm really, I'm really bad with the Denise. Okay. Anyway, so I studied architecture, and I found my way to calligraphy, and calligraphy has been a breath of air for me. So... I also double in graphics design. I, okay, I don't exactly double in graphic design. I am also a graphic designer. Uh, basically, people see me as a calligrapher because that is what stands out the most about what I do and all of that. So poetry too is one of the things that feeds my soul. So it's not something you do. It's something I do out of passion. So FLP, for the love of poetry, um, as explanatory as the name could be, but um, we could say that it was, it was convinced for the love of poetry. But then how did it start and where, what were the objectives at its inception at the beginning stage? Right from the very beginning, I think um, it came about because I was looking for a space where I could share poetry with like-minded people like um without the restriction per se of feeling uncomfortable or not being sure about yourself because I've, I've never had anything to do with literature apart from being an ardent reader and i felt really self-conscious when i was attending gatherings literary gatherings with you know professors and doctors in English and literature and I felt like it was a bit too restricting a bit too strict there's a lot of there's a lot of um criticism or critiquing at the time so I wanted a relaxed atmosphere where I would meet like-minded people that didn't know much about poetry and feel comfortable enough to share everything I write, the love poems, the non-love poems, and, you know, just a place like that. So I thought of reaching out to Kalb Salim and um, because he also was writing at the time, but <laughs> uh, I felt he would relate to something like that. So yeah, we called up some friends, we had a small gathering. The first session was a very small session, not more than 12 people, I think, friends of friends that loved poetry. We sat down, shared poetry, and we didn't, we couldn't decide on a name to 
called the group so we were like okay let's call it for the love of poetry for the time being because <laughs> we are here for the love of poetry and the name stuck that was how it happened mm, for me when i think of flp i think of sharing i think of all the times that you know you want to share something with the world or just your thoughts to anyone that would actually listen it's it's something i did on instagram i shared my written poetry i i didn't even know about spoken word poetry then i poetry was something i found at home because my father used to write and i love the power that comes with words you know you could just simply say something and then you inspire someone or get them angry or get th- make them happy those words that you carefully choose to weave like that i wanted to have that sort of power so to say so flp flp was something that we started out of the passion just okay we are not looking for anything serious we just want a space to share where there won't be any uh you need to have more metaphors or more this and more that that was the idea that was how it started and then eventually we we had to structure it in one way or the other but then um regarding the name i am sure maria has covered that because yes it started okay why are we here okay we are here for the love of poetry and that was our okay flp flp for the love of poetry for the love of poetry and then here we are today okay thank you very much so um many people especially poets tend to argue that poetry is an elite genre of literature like oh, some people cannot relate to poetry because ah, it's our thing you cannot relate if you are a poet and so <coughs> do you believe in that assertion that poetry is a different genre that if you are not a poet you wouldn't feel at home with poetry and stuff uh i wouldn't say that exactly because okay poetry for me is like a language okay it's 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 if you don't understand the language there's no way it would make sense to you but then i also understand that okay different people speak different languages some speak more of pain some speak more of sorrow some of war some of happiness some of love i speak mostly of love so i would say for someone who hasn't really experienced that level of love or the t- that level of love okay for someone who hasn't experienced the type of love that i describe in my poetry of course they will not relate to it it's like trying to explain pain or something to maybe a toddler or two year old who does not totally understand where you're coming from or because their experience is not just there yet so that's what i think well for me i i think i differ because it depends on what sort of poet you are there's a different poet for every person there's different poetry for every poet and i don't believe it's an elite genre of literature either <laughs> because we i think flp ran away from that um, stereotype because we a lot of us write things people relate to and i think that is what is unique about flp we are not none of our member is actually a literature student i would say none so we we go deeper than just the words i think we we 
we deal more with feelings and feelings are things everyone relates to yeah so um i talk about anger and somebody in the part in another part of the world that's feeling that anger will, will relate i talk about love and somebody who loves the same way i do would relate i talk about pain and somebody somewhere will relate to pain so i think it's more about feeling for us than the words or the writing but don't get me wrong we have evolved in terms of um learning the words the use of words the metaphors and all but we are not too focused on that we are more focused on the relatability the feeling the depth communicating stuff like that um i asked that question out of uh, a place of concern you know um the older generation um le- uh, lends to tag our generation the instagram poets yeah. <laughs> and it is one thing that FOP and other sister organizations are doing trying to put um, a new platform a new way of poetry now generally in the world the gen z people have created new things for themselves we learned to create the future how we want things to go with tiktok and everything we learned okay this is our way so yeah it's what FOP is doing so now that brings me to the next question um you've looked with you've worked with a number of young people in the literary scene for the fact that you have young people mostly in the in your organization some you've inspired some have inspired you and we you say poetry is an innate talent we do say people are born with poetry or they could get to learn it when you say they are born with it that means people can learn and you think others can actually pick it up and learn so what do you think of that I do not believe people are born with poetry because um I've heard uh, someone say poetry is the art of language and we all speak different languages we speak in different ways as long as you have the need to express as long as you have the need to express you will find that language to express it in it's just a matter of making it artistic that's where i think the whole drama of poetry lies how dramatic can you make it sound how artistic can you make it sound how appealing can you make your words sound your feeling your ex- whatever you're expressing how appealing can you make it sound and that is where the poetry lies actually i've met people who were just you know initially we were just writing down their feelings even i i started that way i was just writing out my feelings because i felt the intense need to express i didn't think it was poetry it was after a friend went through my pieces and she was like wow your poetry is good that was when i actually realized that was what i was doing and i grew from there so you know you start from just writing words expressing and then if you are interested in going taking it to the next level that is where you start infusing it with all these you know uh, poetic uh, poetic what do you call it devices. devices exactly you start infusing it with poetic devices and label it poetry but i don't believe that strictly speaking poetry a person is born with poetry uh Okay, I wouldn't exactly say I don't believe a person is born with poetry, but I believe that there are talented people. People who are natural in their way of doing whatever it is they're doing. That it comes so much more easier than 
to them than even though it's it's something that you could have talent or um, you could have you could be talented at it's it would still need work it would still need hard work from you and you would probably have cultivated that reading culture because it, for you to put out that sort of you know to be able to express you must have read other people's expressions to know the language to communicate that expression well and outside of that you would say yes it's something that can be learned because without um, without hard work talent itself is useless you can be talented at something but if you do not put in the work it becomes it it, it doesn't reach that peak to call it like you know like it's really something All right, thank you. Now, um one of the things why I ask this question is personally for me, when a poet comes to me or maybe an upcoming poet comes to me, thinks that okay, I'm good, I write good poetry and tends to ask me, okay, teach me how to write poetry. That's the hardest thing for me. <laughs> like I find it hard to teach people how to write because I just found myself writing because I was reading, then I was writing. I didn't see myself learning through the process. I just knew that okay, these are metaphors. This is how to use them. These are this and this is how to use them. So, uh, um, I recently attended Constellations, which is like the third yeah, annual event of uh, FLP, right? All right. After what's the numbers and what's the what's the numbers 2019 and what's the 2020? Um, like other sister organizations, I see this new trend of. people trying to give room for indigenous uh, performances people are performing in their local languages i saw performances in hausa and fulfull day and yeah those ones were very notable um now what what can you say about this new wave of people really trying to um, express themselves in poetry now First thing you guys were able to achieve that I would notice breaking the whole traditional way of writing poetry of presenting it now there's this people people when they started I think most of us when we started writing poetry we were imitating the American ways and all of that as long as much as we were making it relatable we cannot compare the relatability of purely english poems to those ones that are written in indigenous languages so what's what's your verdict about this new wave of writing and performing poetry in indigenous languages um when you're doing anything nowadays you have to bring it home that's that's an unspoken rule now you have to make it yours you have to bring it home so um if you everybody knows that hausa is sort of known hausa people are known for their poetry like oh i can sum like it's something that's very common with um hausa literature so it also feels like it's like a world away from us but we are just realizing that we can also bring it down to our own level you know when you hear hausa mawak and hausa sunaraiming and you know flows and it's like way above your level and just floating above your head but we are now only realizing that we can bring it down to our own level if you bring it home and you infuse all that uh, indigenous how will i put the word it's indigenous indigenousity <laughs> exactly if you put that like people really vibe with that you find people relating and people appreciate that you're infusing this into 
the everyday English poetry that we we know about, and you find that it gives it gives it like more depth. I don't know if I'm the only person that feels that way, but when you're mixing it up, you're going all the way to Ingosa, talking about your feelings and everything. Ingosa, you personalize it, make it, you really make it yours, and I find people relate with that. So, you know, going forward, I feel we're putting it out there for people to see that we're not only doubling in poetry, but we're taking it to another level. Ingosa, spoken word Ingosa poetry, mm. there's something like that. It's like we are taking it to another level and we are hoping that people will appreciate it more. Uh, for me, I would say it's more of it's more about identity in the sense that, okay, we are all born different. We are all born unique in our own ways, different cultures, different whatever. So the way to identify yourself or another ethnic group or language or whatever is by being different that you are not trying to fit into others because as much as you try to you will not be able to fit in you are black they are white or red or whatever color so it's more about identity and the more you run away from your identity the lesser you are original the lesser you have the chances of making an impact because okay what made you love other things it's because they had embraced themselves who they are the identities the society the society what they do their you know all the traditions and whatever so when they are talking about those things especially if you if you know one or two things about that very culture or something you relate to it so it 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 really made no sense that okay you're talking about things that your own people don't understand you know like okay we, english is like our most uh, primary language of communication and as much as we try to uh, you know put in hausa and or we cannot really maintain that tempo of speaking strictly in hausa until but i don't know if you can <laughs> i know i cannot exactly do that so it, it all it really boils down to identity so the whole point is to try to show people that you can be safe in your own skin you know it's it's a line from uh, how outspoken minds poem that you can be safe in your own skin so it 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 really teaches you that okay i am hausa or i am fulani or i am yoruba i can really say this thing out like this is what makes me unique this is what pe- other people maybe from out of my own culture would see and go like okay this person is attributed to this and they are not just some floating gas or something like that for me that's how i put it all right thank you very much um so the last questions i'm just going to mix like three questions in one now <laughs> we've talked about why po- why FLV for the love of poetry was founded on what basis it was founded and the successes personally you two have understood learned on this uh, would say you have recorded and how do you see yourself moving further what are the goals and aspirations that you intend to go with now those goals and aspirations in terms of the event itself in terms of the organization itself what do you see yourself achieving with it three events so far is a huge success it was a huge struggle to pull up the, the first one exactly 
Pulling off the very first one was a huge challenge. After the first one, I was like, never again. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not putting my stress, myself through this stress again, never. But, you know, the, after, the aftermath, you know, the feeling, it lingers. That joy of seeing what you've accomplished, the smiles, the compliments, how happy people were to come and how people were talking about it so much afterwards. It just, we couldn't just leave it at that. We had to continue. And the second year was another huge success. And the third year was an even bigger success. So you can't, you can't give up on something like that. And with the events, we hope to gain more recognition. We want to keep going bigger, getting more people to attend. We don't want it to be just a local event. That's why we keep trying to invite people from outside Kano. We invite people from outside Kano, making it something like a national thing. But we would have people from all over Nigeria come. And in the future, not even Nigeria, hopefully we'd have people coming from different countries to attend our events. And we, we really have like crazy visions. We want to go global. We want people to know that Nigerians have this to offer. We also have this poetry in us that we want to share with the world. And we also want the world to come and celebrate poetry in us. So that's what we... It's, it's really a huge success for us to have pulled three events. I remember the very first time we were putting it down. I think that was at AKTH, right? We sat and then we were talking about all the things we could do with FLP and then what, what are the things that we, eh, we want to do. And we were like, um, it's high time we grow bigger than just having you know, garden sessions like, like a mini picnic that we usually do and recite poetry. Let's, let's go bigger. Let's do something more than just that. Let's invite other people you know, to show them this is what we could do. And then... Of course, we had our doubts and we were skeptical about all the things that we were going to do and where's the funding of. So it was just an idea we were trying to explore and see how we could really, maybe you could really do something out of it. And then that's, that's the thing with ideas. Once you can pen them down, you start thinking towards them. Like, okay, how do I do this? How do I do that? Where are we going to host the event? Things like that, that's how it started and we pitched the idea to uh, the group members and they were all for it and you know, it was, we, we were invited, we keep getting invited to you know, places, maybe other events and whatever, so why can't we have something like that, why can't we make something? And just like you said, it's very, it's very traumatizing, especially for her being the whole the head organizer and stuff. So it's, it's, but then it really pays when you see, you know, the smiling faces and all of that. It's, it, it makes it, it makes all the struggle worth it. So we hope to keep creating that space for people to feel comfortable in and to share their poetry. Because even I myself found my own spoken word voice in For the Love of Poetry. I never knew it existed. I just, okay, someone did. Someone tried uh, reciting a poem and then I recited it and then people felt it was good and then I kept going. So I didn't even know I had that potential. So I believe having spaces and keeping them more open for people to be able to 
find what what their talents are or what they are about because we have people in FLP that are not really poets but they are supportive of the cause they feel part of something bigger than themselves so for me i would say it's it's exactly that 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 space that we provide for others and inshallah we hope to keep doing that we hope to go global and you know we have online memberships and have programs have uh, tutorship uh, what do you call mentorship programs and all of that inshallah and then we hope to be the next or no we hope to be on par with no we hope to be better than button poetry i keep you know the yeah, i keep raising the bar so i know that inshallah we we are not there yet we don't know when we will be there yet but inshallah we are working towards that and it keeps growing beyond just the baby we started with the whole you are just here to share what we know we we, we learned that okay there's more to to this FLP than just what we are thinking of it to be so we even us don't know how far it's going to go so we are going to keep going but what's our end goal again <laughs> oh yeah basically that's that's it um, so to wrap it up is there any closing remarks you have now on this podcast i believe that people that are listening who are poets who are event planners who are poetry organizers who are curators who are poetry lovers who have money that they could give a poetry to go over is there any closing remarks anything you would want to recommend or say Yes, actually I do. We we are a growing community and even though we feel like a family, we want uh we want to have a definitive space. You get. We are like a floating family. We are floating from one place to another, but we we need a home so we need all the support we can get from people we and we are hoping that people would understand us more and would be open to an, to the idea of poetry and having a platform for self expression like um during the organizations it's very hard to find people who would lend you support in terms of um sponsorship in terms of venues in any way we need a lot of that but we find it very hard to get because people are not so open and they are not so receptive when it comes to poetry so if you're a poetry lover you're a poetry supporter you're a poet you write you have space you have anything that you could lend to poetry we would really appreciate that and you know tell a friend let a friend tell a friend about this let's build this poetry community because it's doing a lot of good to people we've grown not only in poetry but you know emotionally and mentally it ha- flp alone has provided a safe haven for a lot of people who have come to me saying they really appreciate what FLP is doing so it's not only about literature it also helps people mentally and emotionally yes it helps people grow personally so i think that's all i have to say i understand that not everyone is a lover of poetry or i would say we haven't really found those that are really 
enthusiastic about poetry because okay i'm a business person <laughs> I, i'm a business person so to speak but then okay it's there's this thing called your target audience or something i feel we have not found our target but maybe our target would find us through your podcast and we just never know where it, this would go so mr target or mrs target or mr target if you're out there and listening to us please don't hesitate to reach out and help as many others as you, as you can because this is more than just me or maria or abdul basit this is about ariwa this is about our culture about tradition our voices so if you're out there we're saying we say what Yes, if you are out there so we're saying thank you in advance. Support us in any way you can. I'm Maria Sidi and I'm Gaub Salim Muhammad and we just got off the train ride with Amy. You can find me on Instagram at kalbigraphy Q A L B I G R A P H Y and you can find me at maria cd on instagram and our flp page is also for underscore love of poetry on instagram it's been so nice having you listen to my podcast thank you very much for listening and i hope that you get to Follow us on our social media page on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you could just search at Train Ride with AB, and we'll be right there. We'll be posting updates of our events, our podcasts, and everything else you need to know about the Train Ride. Thank you for having this ride, and have a good night, and have a good day, and have a good morning, whatever time you're listening to this. Au revoir. <laughs>